this is one of the things that still to this day, since I got into this 14, that still boggles my mind, is the size and scope and magnitude of the illicit market. No one had any idea how big this thing was. There's no way to measure it. Mm -hmm. But the way to measure it now, just by saying, wait a minute, with the amount of users that we seem to have out there, how come it's only a $3 billion market in California when we're projected to be an $8 billion market? Guess what? There's $5 billion that's unconverted yet. It's just crazy. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on Raising Cannabis Capital, we are continuing this year's Cannabis Investor Spotlight Series with another former guest, Matt Hawkins, Managing Partner at Entourage Effect Capital. Matt, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Dan. Good to be here, bud. Yeah, it's good to have you back. And for those of you that didn't hear Matt when he was on the show oh, back in June, you may want to check out episode 221 because we have a bunch of things to cover today and we won't have time to go over a lot of the stuff that we talked about then. But to quickly bring everybody up to speed, Matt Hawkins was one of the first big cannabis investors to take a chance on cannabis. And that has really paid off. Entourage Effect Capital has invested in... I think last time you said, Matt, like 65 companies, including most of the big, well-known cannabis companies. I'd like to pick up where we left off last time, and that's with COVID-19's impact on cannabis. And when we last spoke, you were super upbeat, and I felt the industry was really going to benefit from the crisis. Fast forward about four months, are you still as optimistic? Without a doubt. I think you can just look at the public company earnings, and that's trickled all the way down to private companies. Every single company in our portfolio that's private, and that's 90% of them, have been positively affected by the pandemic, as awful as that sounds, but it's just the benefit of being in our industry right now. That's really encouraging. I know that some companies are seeing lower valuations. I know it's tough for people... To reset their valuations, that's a tough pill to swallow. Are you seeing some lower valuations or better deals today than at the beginning of the year? Yeah, I think a better way to say that is we're seeing better deals. You're right. The valuations have not lifted dramatically, at least on the private side. But all of the deals we're seeing have the nature of the businesses themselves have improved dramatically. And so you've got companies that are coming in with similar valuations as they had in December, January, February, and all of a sudden the positive impact of COVID has increased their top line and increased their bottom line, yet their valuation is the same. So the financial metrics are even better than they were previously. And yeah, we think there's much better deals out there now than there were pre-COVID. Man, that's an interesting perspective is that there's stronger companies with the same valuation is essentially what you're saying. Yeah, that's not going to last forever, but for now, that's what we're seeing. Man, that's great. Another prediction that you made last time was that you felt that there was going to be a wave of talented entrepreneurs that were going to migrate into cannabis. Can you explain why you think that's going to happen? I think now that the industry's performance during the pandemic is starting to get more public knowledge, per se. And I think because of that, you will see uh, talent flowing in for, for a couple of reasons. One, just the attractiveness to the space, but also we're at a point now where a lot of the companies that have been brought to a certain point by their founders 
The smart founders are the ones that realize that they can't take it to the next level without help. And I think that is another avenue wherein talent operators that have diverse backgrounds and have been operating in, in multiple different industries in their careers will come in and the industry will benefit from that. Yeah, I think you're right. Especially a lot of entrepreneurs that were displaced during COVID that are saying, what's my next deal? Where's my next opportunity going to be? I don't see a better opportunity than cannabis right now. I'm, of course, very biased, but I'm right there with you. <laughs> I tell investors too, look, there is no better time to be investing in cannabis. And I challenge investors to find other growth sectors that have the opportunity within three to five years to have a huge valuation bump like we are likely to see in the event of quasi or full legalization. The other silver lining in, in the COVID pandemic for the industry is that it's exacerbated the need for governments to create new revenue streams, mm -hmm. both at the, at the municipal, state, and federal government level. And as a result, even I think on the right side of the aisle in, in Washington, people are saying to themselves, wait a minute, I keep hearing about this industry that's already there. Let's face it, this is a conversion of a market, not a creation of one. So why not help this industry get to the point to where we can convert this to a taxed and regulated industry that makes sense for everybody, as opposed to just letting it sit there and, and quite frankly, promote crime and promote illicit dealings. And that's the other thing about the pandemic is that we have seen data that not, not only suggests, but it verifies that the illicit market's been tamped down. We're seeing new customers and all of our retailers and, and retailers that our wholesalers sell to. And then we've seen those customers come back. These aren't first time users. These are people that have decided I'm tired of putting my health on the line to walk down to the street corner and buy it from some guy without a mask and not knowing where that came from. We expect that to continue just with the whole new renewed focus on health and safety and wellness. And that's where the industry is going to benefit and benefit big time because you're talking probably 15, 20, 25% of the illicit market's been converted thus far. I'm probably being aggressive. It could be as low as 10 or 15. This is one of the things that still to this day, since I got into this in 14, that still boggles my mind is the size and scope and magnitude of the illicit market. No one had any idea how big this thing was. There's no way to measure it. Mm -hmm. But the way to measure it now, just by saying, wait a minute, with the amount of users that we seem to have out there, how come it's only a $3 billion market in California when we're projected to be an $8 billion market? Guess what? There's 5 billion that's unconverted yet. It's just crazy. Essentially what you're saying is that at minimum, 85% have not been converted yet. If we've only got 15% of the market. Let's be hyper-aggressive and say it's only 30% of the industry has been converted. I mean, that just shows you, again, how much opportunity exists. And the minute this thing becomes federally legal, or at least quasi-legal, and we start getting the tax and regulation in line, which even in California, people are realizing this. The cities that didn't have it initially are now clamoring for it. Newsom has shown a willingness to restructure his the egregious tax platform there. So there's a lot of positive effects that were happening pre-COVID and now certainly during COVID. I always get excited when I hear people talk about the opportunity in this. A lot of our listeners had a bad experience investing in publicly traded companies. And I think everybody's interested in getting back in. What are some of the advantages of investing with entourage effect capital? 
At our core, we're private company investors. My whole team comes from private equity backgrounds, so either from investing in private companies or operating private companies. Some of us had some public company experience, but that's really not what we do. Most of the holdings we have that are public have become public during the time that we invested privately okay. or companies that have been sold. And we've had three companies sell to Cure Leaf and, and Canopy since fund one. Now that we're out raising fund three, there's opportunities there. I got to be careful that I can't really promote just all the SEC stuff they tell me. But yeah, we're active and we're getting a lot of great interest and we should be having a closing soon. And we're going to be raising a fair amount of money to exploit the market. This is an exciting time. Just in case anybody wants to continue this conversation with Matt, the link to Entourage Effect Capital is in the show notes and it's also at mjbulls.com. We have a limited time here, but I'm sure Matt would be happy to talk to you more about the opportunities that are here today and are only getting better. Yeah, I find that the best way to connect with interested folks is to just reach out. It's a lot easier than doing it over a, a podcast because you're right. I love sticking to the macro things and, and chatting with you about that. And then we can get into all the micro details where we're chatting. Maybe the next time I have you on the show, we'll get a little bit more of the micro things. Again, thank you for everything that you do for the industry and appreciate you being back on the show. You bet. I can do it anytime. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate, and I'm your host of the Pop Moms podcast. I started the Pop Moms podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.